Picasso's mm. freestyle. Mm. Let's do it. Hey. Eating a couple wings with a couple kings. They're my favorite things. Hey. Hey. That's all I got. I'm not a good freestyle rapper. Wait, hold on. Let me think for a second. Folks, we don't need the Twitter feed. Welcome back. It is your Sidebay's favorite blogcast. It is What's Trainwreck Watching. You know if it's Wednesday, it's What's Trainwreck Watching. And you know we've been watching What If, the ultimate show for watchers. And if you're planning to watch anything this weekend, make sure you order Picasso's Pizza at picassospizza.net. But without further ado, let's get our all-pro cast in here. Let's get Casali. Let's get Micah Man. Gents, another episode of Marvel's What If, and uh, I think probably five for five now, another week where we leave feeling satisfied in a variety of different ways. Absolutely. I mean, this is, I would even say possibly in contention of my favorite thus far. I just had so much fun with this episode. And I mean, as you said, Maniac, What If has just been knocking it out of the park every week. To quote Trainwreck Sports, this train never stops with Marvel. So I am just so excited to be talking about this episode with you guys tonight. Yeah, this was this was a fun one. Like you said, all five have been have been great. They've been enjoyable in their own ways. But uh, I was a little skeptical coming in. You never like zombies. You never know. Like I feel like they're pretty solid. But especially when it comes to superhero zombies, it's like we. I, I don't know. Just a little mm. skeptical. But it, it out it outshined my expectations by a lot. And I think I've talked about it, and I'll get into it later as we're talking about it. But the more Hope Van Dyne we get in the Marvel Universe, I'm okay with. And there was a lot in this episode to like when it came to that. So all good things, all good things. And we'll start with that. The What If episode follows along as zombies invade the Marvel Universe. And how does it happen? Well, just throw the word quantum in front of everything, and you've got the solution. So they go to the quantum realm. Turns out there's a uh, virus there. They bring it back. Hope Van Dyne actually escapes, but Scott seemingly infected, seemingly left for uh, no good. And yeah, a couple other Avengers survive and we're off to the races uh, immediately. And it turns out, uh, I think we saw a clip where the Avengers were battling on a bridge and they ultimately got gotten. As we're told by the Watcher, a.k.a. America's favorite creeper, that was what ultimately flipped the tide <laughs> and, and basically let the zombies take over the entire Earth, Midgard. Yeah, I mean, this... I mean, start out as as well as how all these episodes have taken us within the movie world to see what we're familiar with on screen and take it to a different direction. This one started out, you know, towards it was the end of uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp and pretty much the beginning of Avengers Infinity War, which I thought was a, uh, a very unique twist to uh, that movie because that movie in itself is such a deception. But to bring zombies into it, of uh, if anything was crazy but uh but yeah it was just so nice to see you know again how they can twist and turn um different storytelling that i mean they already have so much great stories within those two films to to you know put it to a twist and actually challenge the audience to bring us something different is uh is what i just love about the show the show like i said before has just been knocking it out of the park but uh you know with those two um you know, movies um, as far as Ant-Man and the Wasp, when they go into the quantum realm, as you said, Maniac, they they noticed something different that happened with uh, 
with Janet Van Dyme. She wasn't just stuck in there, but she actually apparently got some sort of virus that no one knows about, and they took her out, and she just went completely wild and started infecting everybody around. It was literally the Walking Dead come to life. And, uh, and yeah, that's pretty much where we saw. And then once this episode started off, it was it was Hulk coming down to the Earth, like the beginning of Infinity War. But instead of them fearing Thanos, they were fearing something darker, which was very enjoyable. <laughs> you twisted motherfucker there, Casali. He's like, oh, that was very enjoyable. Oh, is a sick fuck. He wants, to see, he wants to see this MCU get twisted, turned, and thrown in a blender, Micah. <laughs> and I love, I love zombies, it. too. <laughs> I love it. I just want to know what what if writer has it out for Hank Pym because my God, this poor guy. That's like, two for two right there. Like, yeah. Two for two. Like yeah. I mean, listen, it's not like Hank is the most endearing character. And well, that's what I was saying. Because let, yeah. well, well, let's let's go into this a bit because you know, obviously these these adaptations for the most part, a lot of them are are pretty accurate. But I was mm-hmm. reading some reviews after the first uh, after the Doctor Strange episode. And a lot of people were remarking, well, this is an interesting take because in the comics, uh, you know, Pym is a little bit less likable for the most part, yeah. even more so than in the movies when you see him get a little testy. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's not he's not a great guy. That's that's the simplest terms to put it. I mean, you can go look up the lore and everything. Not a great guy. So it's interesting. So and, and they've never really I mean, he's been an ornery old man the whole time. So I'm it's interesting to see like the quick little turns and it's and in both of these episodes it really has been i mean something that was just split second that just kind of i mean this was kind of more out of his control i guess um than the than you know hunting down every single avenger himself but but still we, we've definitely been desensitized though because he was messing around in the quantum realm when you mess around in the quantum realm anything can happen and you don't need to be casali to know that and they told us that, and I mean, they told us that in all those movies. They said, "Don't go quant, don't try it, all that shit." And what does uh-huh. he do? Does it again? So yeah, I, someone's got it out for for Hank Pym, but maybe he deserves it. Yeah, no, we are definitely gonna have to look on that writing staff and see what's up. But obviously, we thrust this episode, and we see so so. I kind of missed a little bit there during because I got caught up in the Spider Man got how to how, guide to how to survive during a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> but 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 did they have an advantage being like smaller creatures or or like? bug-based or whatever because the wasp spider-man was that an advantage mentioned at all i didn't i didn't hear so i don't think so i mean i i I do love what you just mentioned the uh the whole spider-man how to how to uh fight off a zombie because uh, hysterical i mean that's how spider-man has been throughout the this whole you know series why i love watching him within within the film because he's such a geek and, and 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 a nerd so Every time he throws a Star Wars reference or an Aliens reference, and then in this case, in this case, zombies. Of course, he's he's the uh, the know-it-all here. So, um, I mean, but honestly, uh, you know, as far as uh, the comic side, I could definitely put in some input within the horror world because I'm a huge horror nerd. And I mean, throughout history, throughout different sorts of media, zombies have always been sort of portrayed a little bit differently, if not for the most part. I mean, you have some. You know, difference within whether you go Resident Evil wise or like all the. Those way are my zombies. So since we're gonna get into it, because it is far as I will go, favorite zombie. That's mine, Resident Evil. I like it. There's a gradual uptick within the zombie culture. You got your zombie dogs. 
everyone knows what's kind of going on. There aren't there aren't flip flopping zombies where you got some sprinting, you got some walking. Like you know, they're all the same. So the mm-hmm. Resident Evil are mine. But keep going. Okay, I mean, yeah, I listen. I'm all like. As far as the newer stuff, I haven't been really catching up, but uh, the old school Walking Dead, I I just live and breathe, so I always love those. But I mean, I'm I'm a huge Romero guy, so like everything from Night of the Living Dead to all the stuff that he did, um, you name it. I mean, it's just I always like something different too. So that was kind of cool with this episode. I mean, let's face it, George Romero, the late great George Romero, he pretty much came up with the with the whole idea of of what would be come the walking dead i mean he 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 came up with the zombie and and the idea of it that spider-man was going into in this episode how to stop it how to what happens when you get bit and all that stuff and i you know what i think one of the cool things about this episode i i really loved is because it also not only it showcased you know what would happen if the walking dead sprung up in in the mcu but what would it do if it infected the heroes we know and love i mean to, to see them still hold their powers. And I mean, that I think that's more frightening than anything, that the dead can not only inherit the world, but now they have some superheroes under their control, which is uh, which I thought was pretty unique. And I mean, even, you know, they were kind of, I guess, a little bit different zombified. They were probably a lot more rage sense as as in Resident Evil that you uh, that you were mentioning, Maniac. So I, I thought that was really cool. I mean, anything zombie, anything horror, you know, I'll always eat up. But that's just that was kind of cool. Like in me, that I'm like, oh, zombies, you know, like come on, like so, you know, I definitely enjoyed that part um, for sure. These writers are twisted as hell with these Marvel series because obviously <laughs> uh-huh. you got you got Bucky having to face off against zombie Cap. I mean, what was more messed up, up, Bucky facing off against Zombie Cap, or when that one guy in Falcon and Winter Soldier said he grew up loving Captain America, and then like twenty minutes later, Captain America killed him? <laughs> That's I forgot all about that, bro. Yeah, remember man. that was crazy. He's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I always yeah. grew up like being like a hero, and then literally twenty minutes later, he's breaking the shield back on him. Oh, yeah, man. no. What? So it's just like you said, just like there's kind of a writer who clearly has something going on with him. So there's another writer who just wants to twist our insides regarding these Captain America yeah. situations. Because yeah, well, not even that. I think what even got worse was later in the episode with the whole Wandavision side. I of thought course, that was kind of just very heartbreaking. Before and, we get uh, to that heartbreaking, we got, I got I, I want to talk about the humor in the episode. The, that H I want to focus on because because the, the Vision uh, Scarlet Witch is kind of in the second half of the episode. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. My goodness, <laughs> my goodness. Between Spider-Man with all the movie references on Alpha, between Paul Rudd with his head in the jar like President Nixon and Futurama, yeah. and then, I mean, Sleeper, happy beyond hysterical in this episode. Blam, blam, blam. He's making the noises when he's fighting. And oh then my his, God, shirt, that was great. his shirt, I'm not single, I'm saving myself for Thor. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, come on, we got to love some John Favreau. Yeah, that was just so much. I mean... It's always good to see Paul Rudd uh, as Ant Man. Paul Rudd is just, you know, he's an angel. So it's always good to see him mess around. And, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, of course, everything that they do with Spider Man, I mean, I, I, you know, I, what they're doing with Spider Man right now within the MCU, I think, has just been such a sight to see. And, uh, I mean, me personally, I've loved everything. I know the Russos haven't really touched these, uh, this show, but everything that the Russos have done with Spider Man within Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, has just been so nice because I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's just so fun. Again, like I said before, having them geek out 
And, uh, and yeah, like it was just, you know, but I think that's what's nice and what was kind of, you know, also a sigh of relief from last week's episode because last week's was really dark and, and moody and gloomy and doomy. So at least like, yeah, you had the zombies and all that stuff, but it was also kind of just having, you know, there was a lighter side too, you know, the light side and the dark that I also, that just is really, really like complete storytelling because at the end of the day too, like, you know, zombies are all over the place. So kind of like what we were talking about before. I mean, it has changed the landscape from how it was when it started back in the, the late 70s with uh, Night of the Living Dead, late 60s. So, you know, it, it's good to have the light and the dark and all these stuff. I mean, even uh, Kurt coming back, uh, Dave Desmolshin showing up with uh, mm. some humor that he had was, was so fun because I love him in the, uh, you know, his takes in the uh, in the Ant-Man film. So, um I was low key wondering how he worked his way into like this super group. Like he's not bringing yeah, too finessed. much to the table, yeah. was he? <laughs> Big time finesse. Like what the <laughs> hell? You, like that is an advantage to being funny. No matter what, if you're if you're funny, if you can provide comic relief, you give yourself a shot to be in any situation. It's true. You need you need someone to keep the mood light. You know. I think of that's course. why it's letting Spidey cook. Like letting Spidey cook. Like you said. Casali is kind of just the MCU's like the way they're rolling with it right now. Mm-hmm. And it works every time. Like he needs to be, we saw it a little bit in civil war with the Spider-Man character where they let him like, like clearly this dude's got like crazy abilities obviously is valuable to their team, but no one wants to take him seriously. And that's what they need to lead into. We didn't get to see it as much in the in Avengers movies just because Obviously, shit was a little too serious for Spidey yeah. to hear cracking jokes. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that that's what we start to explore with Spidey and that maybe that this was just a little tidbit. Like, we need the ridiculousness of Peter Parker alongside these super serious heroes more often. It'll be a treat for everybody. Listen, I, I'm inclined to agree with you both. Mike, I might have to uh, sickly on there a little bit. I mean, come on. When he say, when they save Doctor Strange, he's dropping some jokes, some uh, pop culture references there. But oh, yeah. I do, I agree. When it does get to Thanos' planet, like it is last year's, there's not a lot of room for humor when you're avenging, mm-hmm. unless you're Tony Stark or Star-Lord, basically. Mm-hmm. Or, or it's dry humor from Vision or uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, so we're rock and rolling. And like you guys alluded to, more Hope Van Dyne, the better. Uh, she plays a crucial role in helping them escape on the train. The train runs out of fuel, something that doesn't happen on this platform. Uh, but how did you think of this sequence, and what did you think of uh, Hope going uh, going full Scotty? I guess I call um, it that just because we've seen him do it before. That's the only reason. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's always great to see Hope. Hope, you know, Hope is just – she's a great character, and it's always good to see her shine as the Wasp, too, because, I mean – from what we've seen from her, at least in the movie world, you know, her whole pretty much struggle with her father within the very first Ant-Man film was she was like, you know, why are you relying so much on Scott, on Paul Rudd, on Scott Lang? Why why can't I be the hero that you want? Why, do you, why is it always him? And obviously we learned, you know, through Ant-Man and the Wasp, the reason why is because, you know, what happened to her mother, her mother and all that and and he was holding so much pain and guilt over that. But then we saw her shine in Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, and, and even having her pop up within, you know, an Endgame and all that stuff. So it's always cool to see her her shine and everything. And, I mean, everything that she was doing within this episode was cool. I You know, the, the relationship that her and Spider-Man had within the episode was pretty sweet, too. Like, you know, Spider-Man was just getting all oogly over her at, at points and stuff. But... 
you know, and everything was great all, all up until once she got scratched. And then I was a little iffy, like, okay, like, you know, you're scratched. Why are you going to make yourself still be big? Like, I mean, like, I get it. Like, she was, you know, she, she got out, which was fantastic, by the way, you know, a very heroic move that she got you out. You didn't want to see that heroism. You didn't want to no, see no, no. Listen, Have you listen. ever heard about going out with a bang, Gazelle? Come I mean, on. yeah, but you know you're bit and you're going down. Why don't you shrink yourself up a little bit? Because if you're going to turn into a zombie, you're going to be that big, and then it's just going to backfire on the heroes. So I was a little... Uh, you know, hesitant about that. But, I mean, you know, again, it was great storytelling and it was cool to have them fight off, you know, the big one. I mean, and we also, uh, not to mention, too, I mean, what, what happened with the Hulk? Because, obviously, we know in Infinity War, Hulk and Banner was, was having a little bit struggle. He didn't want to come out because he literally just fought Thanos on the ship. So when he comes to Earth, he's having that problem. So, you know, I mean, I think that was kind of cool that we got to see the big you know, Hulk come out and 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 fight. You know, so maybe that's why she still had to stay big to to have a a, a worthy contender. But um, I mean, again, it's still always great to see Hope. We're talking about the room for humor in these Avengers movies. Basically, the only way Mark Ruffalo got to be funny was acting like he had erectile dysfunction when he couldn't activate oh the Hulk. And basically, uh, when he did the well, good the one good line uh, broke up like what the Beatles that was great. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, so we roll on. So they make it to the base, and now we get to like you want to talk about a horror movie. The zombies weren't really too scary. Captain America was a little, you know, it was a little frightening to see. But you get to this base, this uh, supposed sanctum where you can, you know, reach safety and kind of bunker down. And it's being activated by Vision and the Mind Stone. The Mind Stone has a frequency that deactivates the zombies. But Casali, it's like a bad trip to Fantasy Island going to uh, going to Vision's Vision Quest here. Oh yeah, because I mean, you know, everybody's trying to get to uh, get to uh, the camp. I forget the camp's name, but it was you know the camp that was featured in in Winter Soldier and whatnot. They were trying to get to the camp to get to the frequency in New Jersey. Um, you know, we had a great line by uh, John Favreau where he was not too excited to go to Jersey, but uh, Camp Lehigh. Yeah, but yeah, Kim, there we go. So, you know, once they got there, they were excited to, you know, at least get to somewhere safe because, you know, as all good uh, zombie films and uh, and media, you know, the the group they always want to get somewhere safe, you know, get to like a little safe point. So, you know, and and then to find Vision, pretty much creating a a little place like a a trap for people to just come in to uh, feed what we see is uh, a zombie Wanda is just uh, pretty insane because, I mean, as far as love stories go, I, I mean, again, like what we saw last week where it was just so heartbreaking between, um, you know, Dr. Strange and uh, <clears throat> and Christine Palmer to see, you know, I mean, we all know what Vision and Wanda have been through ever since they uh, they got to meet each other in Avengers Age of Ultron. So the fact that he was pretty much harnessing this beacon where he would just take people in where they're thinking they're coming in for safety just to be fed to Wanda because he literally has no idea what to do and he doesn't have the strength to defeat her and kill her as, you know, what we saw in Infinity War. Wanda, you know, she she couldn't. She couldn't blow up the Mind Stone in order to save the day so Thanos couldn't get the stone. So it was, it was cool to have a little role reversal because obviously, too, Vision wasn't in danger anymore because... Thanos never made it. The Black Order 
they got wiped out in the very beginning of the episode by the zombies. So, you know, it was just kind of see a little, it was kind of sweet to see a little role reversal there and, and to see that, you know, she, that vision, he, he didn't care what he was doing. I mean, he did, he knew, you know, deep down inside he had that, you know, he knows what's right and what's wrong, but he just, you know, he, he just loves Wanda that much and, and feels her. So it was kind of sweet again to see the, the other side of what Wanda was going through within Infinity War. Wanda, I think they've they've done a really good job of just making Wanda seem super important. And that was another part of this episode that I think just kind of underrated. Is that like Black Widow thinking- Black Widow is going over big time in this content that we're seeing in these Marvel series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very true. Um <laughs> But um, I just I just like I like the focus on the, the characters that we haven't that we that we know are in as a Marvel just fan in general. We know that have more potential to be used in different ways. And we've kind of seen it, seen them get explored a little bit more. And I think Wanda throughout, I mean, with WandaVision, obviously, but in this episode and just showing like how terrified everybody was when they realized that she was the person that was like <laughs> in there and had that power and was in, in that kind of mode. Like it's, 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 it's just cool to see them kind of explore that and go forward, especially knowing how big of a part she's going to be in whatever is coming up next in this phase. Seriously. And then all of a sudden it's Hulk versus Scarlet witch. And we got all kinds of fallout leading everyone to be super depressed. Felt like I was watching age of Ultron. <laughs> but uh because uh, so wrap this one up for me eventually the group escapes uh visionville or wh- whatever you want to call it uh Vi- mm-hmm. vision penitentiary and yeah <laughs> peter parker realizes it's i mean you know he's he's kind of the new uh the new class of avenger well yeah i mean we also didn't get to the point where uh you know one of the people that he uh sacrificed because one of the one of the Avengers, um, at least the a part of the group that we saw in the beginning of the episode, Akoya was there because she got stranded and lost, separated from T'Challa. Um, you know, which just ha- when the spread started to occur and everybody went to you know a certain spot to just try and see what was going on. So, one of the people that he started offering to uh, to Zombie Wanda was <laughs> T'Challa himself, Black Panther. So. It was, uh, you know, it was, it was, again, it was great to see Chadwick, his voice uh, featured within the uh, the series again, to hear him play this uh, beloved character. And he, he was missing a leg. His leg was gone. So it was just like, you know, that was just, you know, the power of, of you know, the, the devastation of what was actually truly occurring. But the fact that they were able to defeat, you know, the Horde and, and, and get away uh, safely, it was cool. I mean, it also kind of showcased, you know, kind of like what we got at the end of Endgame and and Far From Home and whatnot to showcase, like, you know, what we know you love the, you know, the main guys and all that stuff, but these char- these other characters, like, they're gonna bleed out and and really show focus and and to to see uh, Spider Man hold, uh, you know, some true passion to to really know what he's doing and 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 believe in himself, you know. Is, is is really a sight to see yeah it was uh the, the ending of this was it was just dope to see like 
I don't just just to see that just to see a different group come together. Like I mean, Paul Rudd really just honestly that's all I wanted to see. I just want to see more <laughs> more more head of Paul Rudd, head of Ant Man, Ant Man, and the the little cape. I mean, give me that. Give me that as an animated show. I'll go with all of that. Like that <laughs> a sweet Harry part. Potter reference too. Guardian <laughs> <laughs> Leviosa. Nah, it was you, amazing. You you put it perfectly, Casal. I mean, that was it was just a fun episode. It was cool to see the different characters kind of come together as the Avengers. Cool to see. I mean, just the zombie zombies are you can't go wrong with zombies. Oh, no. I, I I was proven right or proven wrong, I should say. I didn't. I was skeptical, and I will never doubt zombies again. Hey, that's a, that's big on you to take that accountability. We take <laughs> accountability here at What's Trainer Question. Now you've both seen again another great episode of What If in the books. You've both seen Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, yes, yes, and, yes. and pretty good reviews, right, from both of you, without getting too deep in? Without getting too deep in, I was very, very, very pleased. This was just not only a great Marvel movie, but a great movie in general. I just had such a fun time with it. And there's so much stuff, so much surprises that not only if you grew up loving, you know, the MCU and, and all the movies, but, you know, and the history of what happened before. But, I mean, you know, Shang-Chi... You know, he, he is definitely here to stay. He is a great character. Simeon Liu played a perfect uh, addition, a new addition to the MCU and all the characters. You know, they were just, it was a fantastic film. Yeah, I think I texted my one of my buddies the other day we were talking about, and I said like 8.2, 8.3 out of 10, uh, something like that. It was just solid all the way through. Definitely mm. one of the best besides if you take out avengers and we're just talking character movies easily one of the best introductions they've done to a character one of the best character movies they did in a long time absolutely one of the best villains they've done i mean they they're really hitting the stride with villains lately the last couple last couple years but this was a great one um a character that you know is i feel like they showed his his worth right like he's a he's a super powerful character he's been getting more attention recently but he's also an original like stan lee creation he's from the 60s like he's been around for a minute had a couple different iterations marvel comics has put more of a focus on him recently and he's going to be a huge part of this uh this upcoming phase and well deserved and Mm -hmm. it's a great movie really enjoyable the whole way through well i am going to go see it right now so we will check go. that out, and we'll see <laughs> yeah, uh, if excellent. we have anything for you on that front. But that is all, folks, and don't call me Elmer Fudd. A huge shout-out to Casali Files. A huge shout-out to Micah Man for joining us here on What's Train Rock Watching. Make sure you're tuning in. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, MySpace Music, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. <laughs> Follow it all. Train never stops. And here at What's Train Rock Watching, it's all about Next, next, next week's, week's episode. episode. Hey, big dumb idiot. Looks like you got yourself a saucy hand. Yeah, I do. Try some Picasso boneless wing. Hmm. Maybe next. Right.